You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for staying with us, Real Presence Radio listening family. We are coming to you live again from the Fisher Commons in Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota, Southwest North Dakota. We hope you're having a lovely Tuesday morning wherever you're at. Uh, Kelly Schneider is with me here. I'm Amanda Ellerkamp. uh, And we're super excited to have in studio with us uh, our next guest, Father Grant Dvorak, our chaplain here at Trinity Junior High and High School. So just really keep in house today. I'm very excited about this. Very fun. (laughs) Uh, So, Father Grant, you are a second year chaplain. uh, So, right after ordination, you were sent here to Trinity Mm -hmm. Junior High and High School. So, uh, maybe just a little bit of background for our listeners to introduce yourself, where you're from, all that sort of good stuff. Sure. Definitely. Uh, It's great to be on, especially with you ladies. It's great. Um, I'm from Bismarck North Dakota. Uh, grew up there. Went to public schools up until St. Mary's High School, where I encountered for the first time chaplaincy <laughs> and, and a priest being a, a chaplain and a teacher in the classroom. And that affected me quite a bit. Um, my two chaplains were Father Josh Waltz in high school, my first three years, and then Father Jared Johnson, my senior year. I was part of the assistant chaplains program, all that good stuff. And uh, it was through their friendship and uh, through really good friends at St. Mary's that uh, I was challenged in a good way uh, to think about my vocation and to be supported in that with really, really good friends. Uh, ended up going to seminary after my first year at the University of Mary. Um, was in seminary for seven years, ordained a priest in 2022. And for the last year and a half, I've been had the privilege to be here at Trinity High School, uh, chaplain to these wonderful students, their families, to teach alongside all of you. Um, yeah, I, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it was a pleasure of two years. I was just on uh, vacation with the other chaplains, and we were mm. reminiscing uh, <laughs> over the last year. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just can't say enough good things uh, about the Dickinson community. I mean, we've had Greg Grinsteiner on and the, and the folks missionaries now. There's just so many good families, uh, and you can see it in the fruit that, of the students. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that it's just a pleasure to teach every day. It's a pleasure to, to like work with both of you, uh, to be right beside you uh, as my office. I get to be right beside your office, Amanda, mm-hmm. right beside your classroom, Kelly. Literally, he's right beside us. Literally, <laughs> sharing a wall. He's trapped between the two trapped. of us. Trapped, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my background. That's why I get Beautiful. to be here at Trinity and to speak with everyone today. Father, when you were going through seminary life, did you see yourself as a chaplain? Or do, do you not even, when you're, when you're in formation, do you not even entertain those sorts <laughs> That's of... a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. It, I definitely entertained it. <laughs> yeah. Just because I was so affected by the chaplaincy when I was mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, I thought, yeah, that'd be really fun. That'd be uh, a great way to um, spend the first few years of priesthood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have the advantage. Our diocese has been so good with that. Of like newly ordained priests, uh, usually are a chaplain or at least teaching at the high schools. And because I was so affected by that and by the teaching and preaching and presence of priests in my life, mm-hmm. uh, it was something that I, I looked forward to at least teaching at the high school. So when Bishop 
uh, called me up on February 2nd of 2022 uh, and said I'd be chaplain at Trinity High School. I just smiled. I, I was so happy. I didn't know the Dickens community that well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was something that was a desire in my heart. Uh, and, and just to have that kind of confirmation from Bishop uh, to, to entrust me to be put at the at Trinity has been a it's just been a joy. Like mm -hmm. God knows what He's doing, and and He fulfills our desires. <laughs> and uh, that was one when I was in seminary. I was like, wow, that'd be fun. Wow. That'd be a lot of fun. And. It has been. <laughs> the chuckle really when you said, here. I remember smiling, because I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen a time when you're not smiling. <laughs> He's like, listeners, if you've oh. never met Father Grant Dvorak, he's one of the most cheerful priests I've ever met in my life. And yes. he brings this wow. sort of energy um, that the students really, I think, are attracted to. Honestly, totally. I think your, your positivity, your enthusiasm mm -hmm. for life uh, mm -hmm. is really, they're just drawn to that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I just really see that. Um, so, as you mentioned, our diocese has, for several years now, kind of this tradition, almost a legacy, yeah. of, of bishops uh, gifting our Catholic mm -hmm. schools totally. with young priests who act as our chaplains. And now we're seeing fruits of that, right? And yeah. in vocations and mm -hmm. beautiful, not only to the priesthood, but marriages and religious life mm. um, because of the presence, I think, of these chaplains yeah. in our schools. So could you maybe for our listeners who aren't familiar with this, sure. we've got listeners across a five, six state listening area of what does it look like to be a chaplain in the school? Like, what is that role, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak from first my experience of the chaplaincy as a student. Uh, joyful presence was my experience. Uh, mm -hmm. I had Father Josh Waltz, uh, who was <laughs> joyful, crazy, you know, yelling. <laughs> High energy. Yeah. High energy. Um, and I think I think that's most of it. Like I, I get to teach. Uh, one of my duties as a chaplain is I get to teach juniors and seniors. Uh, the juniors I get to teach all year uh, Catholic morality and the sacraments, mm -hmm. and it's 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 probably the most intimate place uh, that I get to be with the students. I mean, I get to be in confessions, dependent services, masses, stuff like that. But teaching day in and day out, and having that, just building a relationship with them. Yes, I, I've noticed. Um, even just the senior class that I got to teach all last year, and Kelly and I have talked about this, of so just to be able to, to be with them and walk with them, accompany them, as uh, Pope Francis constantly, uh, constantly uh, like preaches, to accompany them and, and just to be with them. And whether it is struggles, it's the joys. We have a lot of athletic success this year. It's, it's fun to accompany them. Um, but even just amidst the... Uh, the trials of their lives as high school students. I experienced that as a, as a student. And now that I think that's a huge part of my role as a chaplain as well is just being available. Uh, my office door being open, uh, for the students whenever they want to come in, uh, to just talk about whatever's going on in their lives. And it's a privileged place because oftentimes they'll tell the priest more than they tell their own parents. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be able to like be let into that, to be in with these students in their in their lives, is a great privilege. That uh, yeah, that's that's a huge part of the chaplaincy. So I get to teach, uh, put on penance services, uh, 
weekly masses, stuff like that. You get to have mass with the fifth and sixth graders mm. almost every day, which is a real gift, just to their joy and preaching to them, you know, asking rhetorical questions, but they still raise their hands. <laughs> <laughs> All these different so things. So enthusiastic. Yeah, so yeah. enthusiastic. Um, yeah, just to, just to kind of be a joyful presence uh, of Jesus in their lives uh, and, and try to be that, like Christ the priest in their lives mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and a spiritual father to them. And I feel that more and more, the more I get to develop relationships with them. Uh, even just being away this weekend, long weekend, I was like, my heart is yearning to be back in the, in the classroom. Kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a big part of it. Uh, we run Catholic Schools Week and also the, the Assistant Chaplains Program. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of seniors that apply to be, to be part of uh, the leadership, the spiritual leadership of the school throughout the entire year. And uh, this year, we've, we have a great group, uh, which we've talked about too amongst the faculty, that this, this group of seniors has a great uh, not only ability, but kind of gift of leadership. Uh, they excel in so many things, not just sports, which is evident uh, by our sports teams, uh, not just in choir, not just in band, not just in drama, all these different things, but they they excel really with their families in, in just being faithful. Um, you know, there's, it's, it's kind of up and down day to day, but they have this exceptional ability to lead the rest of the student body in, okay, these, these guys and gals, they're part of like the varsity sports. They're part of all these different things. They're having success. And yet they're at mass. They're praying. They want to be part of this assistant chaplains program to like grow deeper in their faith and lead the school. Like, you know, it just introduces questions in the minds of the younger population of students of like, what did, like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, like, what do they have? What are they, what are they striving for? And the funny thing is, like, as a senior in high school, usually you don't know what you're doing. You know, you have no idea how the effect that you have on, on other students, especially, like, in the school. But, boy, it, just by their example, by their willingness to be part of something bigger than themselves, to enter into, like, this is what it means to be a disciple, is to take some leadership responsibility. And I know, Kelly, mm-hmm. you, you teach this in your class. It's like a, t- a class on leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, following Christ, being a disciple of Christ and what that looks like. It's just a stellar group of students this year that uh, they've done really well so far. And uh, yeah, I'm looking for more opportunities this year to to show that leadership to the rest of the, the student body and faculty, staff, all the different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to figure that out, what, it, what the best ways to do mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, th- that's kind of a, a list somewhat of the mm-hmm. duties of a chaplain um, that Bishop Kagan has been so uh, supportive in, in giving us. Last year, we had Father Ben Wanner teaching in the, in the school as well. We have Father Christian Smith as the principal of our school. So there's just a lot of support and uh, support for the mission of Christ being the center of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the chaplain is supposed to you know, grow, grow that as much as possible, to support that, to be the joyful presence of Christ in the school mm-hmm. um, as much as he possibly can be. And he uses our faults, our, our personalities, our whatever uh, to, to do that. I know Greg was talking about that, of just sometimes making mistakes, especially in the first year of, of having assistant chaplains. Uh, sometimes he uses even our mistakes mm-hmm. to, and, and admitting those to be, to be a positive 
yeah, positive. In, uh, in modeling that gift of humility. Totally. To, you know, to, mm. the, to the students, and, and that's yeah. such a huge gift as well. Yeah. Uh, we have to step away here for a quick break, sure. uh, listeners, but stay with us. We're going to uh, keep Father Grant Dvorak, our chaplain here at Trinity Junior High and High School, after the break to continue this conversation. Don't go away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. As Catholic people, we recognize our lives are gifts from God. Blessings received are a result of God's grace and goodness. Our Lord entrusts us to be good stewards of His many gifts. We are called to conduct lives that honor Him and bear witness to our faith in Jesus Christ. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. As we begin a new year, let's reflect a moment on stewardship. Your life should provide an example to others in the way you live your faith, the way you manage your possessions, and the way you plan your estate and personal affairs. You have spent a lifetime acquiring your assets and living your faith. Fortunately, we can provide you with an estate planning guide that allows you to put all of your important information in one place and enable you to document your intentions. To request an estate planning guide, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Let us run to Mary, and as her little children, cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio listening family. I'm Kelly Schneider, joined with my joined by my co-host, Amanda Ellercamp. We're here at Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. You might be listening to us on 101.9, but you might be listening to us on 106.7. That's like way up by Lake Superior. Yeah. So hello, Lake Superior oh, area yes. listening family. That's amazing. I look at this and then I wonder, what is what is their weather like? Isn't it? It might, it's, it's probably colder, right? I think so. It's that lake nice. effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just trying to get somewhere warmer. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm like, where in this listing area? Can 88.1 we go to avoid- is in Wyoming, and okay. that might be warmer. Maybe they don't have, they're not looking down a foot of snow. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. We're, we're, all, all joking aside, <laughs> we have a big listening audience and listeners. Thank you for being here. Yes. Father Grant Dvorak is with us in house. He's our chaplain here at Trinity Junior High and High School. And we want to go into Father uh, talking to us about. The encounter with the youth mm. and the youth of today. And uh, you're in the classroom with them mm. almost every day. You are, you know, celebrating Mass with them, hearing their confessions. You're ministering mm-hmm. to them on retreats. You're encountering them when they come in, just into your office to hang out. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that encounter and what you're seeing in them. Uh, we even talked to you about on break about Rome pilgrimage and just all these opportunities you have yeah. where you're meeting these kids literally where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's really something like that. It's one of the great gifts of the Dickinson community, uh, that there's just good families, <laughs> great families, holy families that, uh, the students that I get the opportunity to teach, they are open to Christ uh, and, and to sometimes it's just like a meaningful life and that's, that's all that they know, but, but they've seen it modeled in their families uh, by their dads, by their moms, taking them to mass, uh, being faithful in the little ways, um, showing what real manhood, what real, like the gift of femininity is in their moms. Uh, I find that that, that seed bed, that, that ground allows them to be open to encounter Christ mm-hmm. in a real way. Uh, whether it is on the Rome pilgrimage, whether it is, we did a Belize mission trip this last year, uh, this last summer. But I find even like just preaching the gospel, the, the, amount of, the amount of receptivity that these students can have simply because they have a baseline of family life, a faithful family life is, uh, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's, you can see the distinction in students that have families that are broken and those that, uh, and, and it's not like it's Jesus, is, it's impossible for them to encounter Christ, but sometimes they encounter Christ in a even more powerful way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, God is an all-loving father mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it might be. Mary is there with me, whatever it might be. Oftentimes, it's just those students that have, they come from great families that are so receptive and you see it in their eyes in class of like, oh, it's true. Like I've experienced this. I've experienced that like giving myself away in love actually leads to happiness. I've experienced that making a sincere gift of myself actually reveals who I am. (laughs) You know, they start to experience these truths because they've seen it, they've witnessed it and their parents have lived it. Um, You can just see little lights clicking in their heads sometimes when you, when you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he's come to save us and living a life of total surrender to him and total uh, gift of self for another is actually what leads to happiness. Um, this generation, I've, I've, I'm a millennial myself. And so this generation now of Gen, what are they? Z, X, Y, yeah, I. We've had a lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trouble keeping whatever it. they are. <laughs> um, yeah. I have the advantage of, of youth on my side of like mm-hmm. kind of being near mm-hmm. them. And one of the things that, I have Monsignor Richter as my pastor, which is like one of the greatest gifts of my priesthood so far. But things that we've discussed with my generation and the generation after me is we have so much. (laughs) We're given so much 
uh, mm. today of like, whether it's through our phones, technology, comforts, whatever it is, mm-hmm. most, most of my generation and younger, it's, it's not like, uh, it, most of the struggle is for meaning. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to live a meaningful life? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's so many options. Like I could do anything, it yeah. seems like. And we're constantly sold this gospel of like, follow your dreams. Well, are they good dreams? <laughs> are <laughs> like, whatever you want. Will, will it actually lead to my greater happiness? Whatever. Yes. Will it lead to like genuine love and eternal life, you know? Right. And so presenting the gospel in that way of like, this actually leads to meaning. It leads to every moment of my day becoming filled with meaning. Uh, that Jesus Christ, I can offer little sacrifices, my being tired in class, my, my, uh, the sport that I'm super nervous for, my, whatever it is, this, this little suffering, big suffering, whatever it is that I can actually offer that up and make a meaning, meaning out of it. That's like part of the gospel is like Mm -hmm. giving us meaning in our daily lives that it's not just humdrum, one thing, one life event after the next, but actually like Jesus is with me present right now. And I can actually be in communion with him, draw, like be more in union with him right now, whatever I'm experiencing. I find that that, it not only speaks to my heart, but I think that's what speaks to their hearts as well. It's like, oh, this thing that my parents are doing, like going to their day jobs, like day in and day out. It's not just like one thing after another, but actually there's, it it leads to like happiness Mm -hmm. (laughs) going to work every day giving myself out of love to my, my family, to whatever it is. My example is a priest, Father Smith's example is a priest, the religious sisters that we have in the handmaids of the heart of Jesus that I can give my entire life away in poverty, chastity, and obedience, and like be super joyful. Yeah. You know, like the, all the examples that we have here in Dickinson of the families, the priests, the sisters, it's just, it's a seedbed for, for these students to be able to grow in their in their relationship with jesus christ it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah and i hear you saying father you know that the, the family and the influences whether it's their family or the religious the priest yeah. it's like that key it's like the key that unlocks yes. the door that opens that for that opportunity for right. the encounter right for what they're really looking for as totally. you said is meaning which are you know our highest meaning is in relationship with our creator exactly. right? with our savior uh and, and being able to have that openness that yeah. that, that seed bed is a really beautiful gift yep yeah it really is you know that that we don't always recognize and i think is for parents to hear that message of like encouragement like yeah. what you do matters right it you totally know, does. You know, yeah. that, that you can lay that foundation, laying yep. the seed and, and allowing God to do the work, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a powerful, and you probably see that, you've probably seen that in the assistant chaplains uh, and, and their desires to do things, but the struggle for meaning, yeah. that they don't just want to do something because it's already been done. For example, adoration. You know, yeah. That, can we provide something that's meaningful yeah. for our students? Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, that, that our, our activities shouldn't be done just for the sake of, we need more offerings. Yeah, right. We need more of this, we need more of that. Because as you said, that, that generation experiences a, a, a materially full life. Yes, yeah. Um, but, but have we sucked, in, has that generation not been given? right. 
right what's meaningful exactly exactly yeah it, yeah it's it's a really helpful image uh, that uh father dominic bauk this stand firm productions that uh, has come out with these videos he has a great image of uh, a meaningful life like oftentimes we we like concentric circles like our biggest meaning our biggest circle is ourselves <laughs> and he says that is fundamentally going to crash and burn there's no way that me in my limited life of 80 years or whatever it's going to be can possibly sustain meaning for my own life and the life of the world like how am i supposed to if i'm a relativist how am i supposed to support that mm -hmm. that is a that's a grab a force way stronger than gravity that's going to crush me and we see that in like when it goes wrong in in my generation generation after me it's like the amount of like the amount of students that are the atrocities of like uh suicide and mm -hmm. things like that it's just like happening because they have meaningless lives mm -hmm. they're given everything and yet what is the source of all that, mm -hmm. right? The, the biggest amount of meaning that we can possibly give ourselves to is the creator of the world who existed before us and after us and fulfills my life here and now and will be the end of my life and for eternity and my entire, my soul will be with him forever. That can support meaning. <laughs> that can support mm -hmm. like everything in my life, my vocation, mm -hmm. my studies, my work, my play, my sports, my whatever it is. Um, to give myself... Uh, living a meaningful life actually means like giving myself to something bigger than me, mm -hmm. which is something that's like in, in the heart of every person. Uh, but our generation, like the millennials and younger, especially when they've been given everything, it's not just like <laughs> Father Dominic Bach talks about this too. It's not just like uh, getting another stall on your garage is like a goal, goal big enough to support life of meaning. You know, yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. no, it, it actually like, how do I become a saint? How, how do I draw closer to Jesus Christ every single day? How do I, in everything that I'm doing already, how does that actually gain depth yeah. <laughs> so that I can live at a level that, uh, that I can commune with the everlasting, infinite God mm -hmm. <laughs> and be transformed into him? Mm -hmm. that, that is a life worth meaning. <laughs> That's a life that mm -hmm. can sustain uh, the weight of right. of, yeah. yeah, and ha having things rightly ordered is what mm -hmm. I yes. hear, you know, from that is it, the, these things of succeeding, we've talked, you know, with coaches, succeeding on the court or on the field yeah. or yes. in the pool or in the classroom, all of those are good, right? Mm -hmm. but they're not the ultimate good. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, about being rightly ordered. Yes. And that's really where our, our students who are pursuing these things is it's that seeking seeking those smaller goods, so to yeah. speak, mm -hmm. in pursuit of that greater good and the fullness of the meaning, you know, that I that have went in union with my creator. Um, and that you're able to bring that to them by meeting them, as we've been talking about, where they are at their events, in the mm. classroom, on these missions, I think is a real gift that, totally. that we have yeah. um, in the chaplaincy that Bishop has put into all of our Catholic schools. So we thank you for your um, your presence to our, to our students, to our families. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know great. that it brings uh, me great joy as a, mm. to parent, as a parent to watch you father our students <laughs> um, and, and for them to see you, you know, that they, mm -hmm. they light up when you show up at their stuff. And so mm -hmm. um, that's really a joy and a, a blessing to us all. 
Oh, so. Thanks, Amanda. It's a joy for me as well. Mm, beautiful. Thank yeah. Thanks for being thanks with us this morning, here, Father. Father Grant. Uh, listeners, don't go away. We're going to be right back uh, to learn uh, about apostolate that is growing in our diocese. Don't go away. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit. It helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In today's political and cultural landscape, it can be difficult to argue that there is an objective truth because in today's age, feelings and desires rule. In a word, sentimentality prevails. Because sentimentality prevails, we applaud grossly immoral behavior in the name of fairness. We cannot reason through issues because we wouldn't want to be mean. But Christ wants more for us than to be subject to sentimentality. He wants us to use our unique human reason to reach the truth about our world and the next. John 8.32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.